If you love the blue and white like we do, and you like to stay up to date on what's going on around Ripley High School athletics, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and turn on your notifications. Welcome inside episode 48 of Viking 360. This week, we'll talk more Viking hoops, the boys and the girls team. We'll take a look at how the Viking wrestlers did in their tournament this past weekend in Ohio. And we'll also catch up with the newly minted Viking football head coach, Steve Sayer. A big couple of weeks coming for the Viking boys basketball team as we sit down with Viking assistant head coach, Derek Mullins, and get his thoughts about the Viking future opponents. Welcome back inside Viking 360. Joined now by Viking assistant coach Derek Mullins. And, and coach, it's been an up-and-down season for you guys. Uh, started to get a little momentum, Had uh, took a step or two backwards. But uh, as you look forward the next couple of weeks, you have four very winnable games on the schedule. Every bit of it, like I said. Uh, Warren, I mean, they're a good team. we got to win that first game. Then after that first game, then we got – uh, Friday we got against Nitro, but I think Warren's a big game. We got to come out and compete. Uh, we didn't come and compete against uh, Parsburg Catholic for the most part. They brought the energy early and often. Number ten dove in the four first play of the game, had a carpet burn on the back of his shoulder, and he kind of set the tone of the game. And then from there, they just their their players fed off of it. They had five solid players. They executed well, and that's what we got to do. We have five good players. If we execute well, we'll be tough to beat. <laughs> Warren is, is a team that's not that far away, but yet we don't have a lot of basketball history with that school. Mm-hmm. What can you tell us about the Warren local Warriors? Uh, they're all 6'1", 6'2", got some length to them. Uh, number 12 is a good guard, and they have two bigs inside. They're husky guys. They're real strong looking compared to our guy. I mean, we have a couple guys that are pretty strong for the most part. Um, but they play fundamental basketball. They face the basket each and every time they catch it. They've, they've been taught well, I think, from, from a young age up to the high school level. And it shows when it comes to the film that we've been watching the past two games that we've watched. And they must be concerned about us because I understand that they have scouted the Vikings on two or three occasions this season. Mm, yes, they have. Uh, they've been to three different games I know of, Catholic, uh, Parsburg, and then they end up getting a film that we knew about as well. So they've been... Trying to, trying to get as much film as possible to try to beat us. I mean, it's a big game for them. It's a big game for us. Being a AAA school, going over to Warren High School, I think it's a big game for them overall. Coach, I know coaches do a lot of self-scouting. If you were Warren and you were scouting the Vikings in those three games, what would you expect to see out of them uh, up in Warren tomorrow night? Um, I, I think, I mean, they're going to key on a couple players, of course. I think, I mean, you can, when you see Ty, 6'7 guy, anytime you see uh, 6'7 post players, going to be tough to beat for the most part. So I think the stopping him is going to be one of their keys when it comes to a game. Then after that, trying to get Tobias kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of in a way to make him play faster. And if you, Tobias plays his game, he's tough to beat, tough to stop. But if Tobias starts playing faster and uh, don't see a shot coming and it kind of lets the game not come to him, then it could be a long night for us. But I think if Tobias and Ty get going, like I said before, whenever Fowdy starts playing, gets the energy going when it comes to defense, uh, we can win a ball game for us tomorrow. And earlier this season, we took on the Nitro Wildcats on their home floor and got a chance to play them again at our place. What are your thoughts on the Wildcats? Uh, Nitro, we went up there uh, the first half, like I, I think I talked about earlier. Uh, first half, we struggled quite a bit. Um, I think we were down 24-22 going into halftime. Uh, they were playing a little one-two-two. It's kind of been of our mo. Everybody's been trying to play a one-two-two slash three-two against us, and kind of slowing us down because uh, we don't have many jump shooters. We have we're good post presence inside, 
but for the most part, they were just trying to make us play faster, and that's what they did the first half. And then the second half, when we went against Nitro, uh, we started getting in our rhythm of things. They got out of it. They went into a little man, and we started just playing spread for the most part and passing the ball. Everybody touched it. I think when everybody touches the ball, whenever you're in a half-court set, it starts feeling good, and then next thing you know, you see shots going in the hole. And then we got to bring it again, like I said. on uh, Tuesday night's when it all starts. We don't worry about the next game or the second game in a row. The next game is what the biggest thing. So. Jacob Fowdy becomes big in these games, Coach, especially when you mentioned Nitro and Colton Painter and the defense that he played on him down there. Uh, he just He's a big part of what you guys do. There's no question. Oh, every bit of it. Like, uh, he's, our, he's our energy guy. I always, I always say you got to have an energy guy on your team, and he's our guy. If, we don't, if he don't come out to play, then we have four other guys that aren't coming out to play. If he sets the tone early and often, like number 10 then and gets Parsburg Catholic, then, then we'll be good to go throughout the season. Coach, thanks for the time. Best of luck. Thank you. He's a defensive specialist for the Viking basketball team. Here's a talk with Ripley senior Jacob Fauci. Welcome back inside Viking 360 and joined now by Viking senior defensive stopper, I guess we would call you, Jacob Fauci. Jacob, thanks for the time. Yeah, no problem. Jacob, um, first of all, before we we get into it, talk about football. You, you played football last year and you had a lot of success. You did a lot of great things on both sides of the ball on special teams. Um, what was it like for you as a senior to be out there, and, and how has that spilled over into basketball for you? Uh, I think I feel like it made me more aggressive and way tougher. I, um, I haven't got injured as much this year as I did the past few years. I'm glad I played. So talk about basketball, man. You guys, uh, in the mid- middle of the season here, you're in a little bit of a hot streak. You're playing really well. You had a, a nice win against Parkersburg uh, uh, this pre- this past Thursday night, and um, – really puts you guys in good spot uh, for postseason play. But just talk about that game and how it unfolded. We found ourselves down at 15 at the half, came out in the second half, and for the third consecutive game, we looked like a totally different team uh, playing in the second half. Why is that? I don't have no idea. <laughs> uh, we always seem to show up in the second half. I don't know. I don't know. You, you've, you've drawn all season long and, and probably your whole career – the most difficult assignment on the defensive end, and you seem to, to relish that. You love to get uh, the the Colton Painters of the world and the Samuel Potts of Parkersburg. You like to get in their shirt pocket and, and not only physically disrupt them, but mentally. You seem to, to really wear them down uh, by the end of the, the third quarter and into the fourth period. They don't even look like the same player. How much do you relish that, the moment and getting getting to do that? I just like the challenge. I like challenging myself to stop somebody. I got a lot of will to stop them. I just I challenge myself every game. And then, and then you're making shots on the other end. I, I think this year uh, you've shot the ball really well. And, and, and with the with the weapons we have on the perimeter, and then you have Ty and Luke in the paint. Um, you get a lot of open looks. You've got several of them this year, and you've knocked down some timely shots. That has also helped you on the defensive end as well. I feel like confidence has grown even more. Yeah, I've tried to be more confident on the offensive side this year because the team really needs it, I think. How good can this team be, uh, Jacob? I mean, you look at uh, a a pretty experienced bunch, guys that play a lot of basketball together, uh, and winning the way you did against Parkersburg – being able to build upon that and, and to hopefully let that spill over into uh, the, the second half of the season. I feel like if we get our minds right and we play our best ability, we can go pretty far this year. I'm hoping. Keeping all that in mind, how do you play one game at a time, one possession at a time, and not allow 
what's ahead of you uh, to kind of cloud what you're doing right now and, and keep you from having success in the moment? We just worry about the teams we got to beat and try to get. We need to try to get a first half this year. I mean, that's about it. That's our only problem, I think. <laughs> Um, playing in the, in the backcourt uh, with Isaac and, and uh, Tobias and, and Carter, uh, you guys are pretty interchangeable. You're all very athletic. You, you all uh, do certain things really well uh, and kind of feed off of each other. Um, how has that uh, experience of playing together for so many years kind of turned into this in your senior year? I mean, you guys, it's almost like you know what the other guy's going to do before he does it. Yeah, we just – a lot of experience. I mean, you know what to do, when to do it, and without even having to say anything half the time. It helps out a lot on defense especially. The goal of obviously getting to the Civic Center in March is, is where you guys want to be, uh, and you took a big step doing that against Parkersburg. You know you've got Parkersburg South in the way. You've got some possible regional opponents uh, down the, the line here. So uh, here in a month or so, you're going to really know where we stand as far as all that's concerned. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping we go far. We should. We're playing pretty good. If we keep playing well, how we do, we'll be pretty good, I think. You just try to enjoy every minute, man. I mean, your senior year, you're almost halfway through your basketball season. Uh, practice has to be fun. You just like being around these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're my family. I look at them like that. I can turn any of them if I needed to. Jacob, thanks for the time, man. appreciate it. Best of luck the rest of the way. No problem. She's just returned from injury for the Lady Viking basketball team. Now here from sophomore Kiana Baldwin. Welcome back. It's that Viking 360 joined now by sophomore guard Kiana Baldwin. Kiana, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. You guys are having a great year so far. Um, had a couple of missteps the last couple of ball games, but you guys have played really well and you have to be proud of, of where you stand right now. Yes, having an eight and three season is pretty impressive, if I do say so. Uh, Kiana, you had uh, a little mishap earlier in the season, and you missed quite a bit of the first half of the season. Tell us about the injury and what it took to come back. Yeah, see what happened is I landed really wrong on my knee, and I didn't tear anything, thank goodness, but I had a very deep bone bruise, and I had some, I have something called Hoff's syndrome, I think. I think that's what it's called. And it's where the fatty pad behind your knee is very inflamed and your knee gets very swollen. That's where all the pain comes. So I just have to ice after every practice, after every game, and I have to wear a compressed knee sleeve now. And I'm in physical therapy, and they help me with that too. And they also tape my knee as well to make sure that no other injuries will occur later in the season. How has that impacted you uh, trying to dealing with coming back from that and being able to play with the confidence that you were playing with before you were injured? Well, the first time I came back, it was it was kind of hard because I was on crutches and it, my knee it did not want to move. So I had to I have to push through that. I have to push through the pain that also still still comes with it. And I just have to practice landing on two feet, and so I can get my confidence back with jumping and running and shooting and all that. Kind of this week, I know we have a game coming up against Point Pleasant. Uh, tell us what are your thoughts about uh, playing uh, the Black Knights. Uh, I think we'll win again like we did here. We play them away, so hopefully I'm pretty sure it'll be a pretty good game. How much difficult is it to, to play on the road? Uh, do you like playing in the hostile environment? Do you like playing at home? What, what's a favorite uh, spot for you? Well, I like playing at home because obviously it's your court. Like you, you know your court and you feel more comfortable in your court. And usually you have hometown refs, so, that's, mm-hmm. so that helps a lot. <laughs> 
Okay, and track season, you were part of the state championship team, and of course, uh, one of your teammates, uh, Tori Starcher, continues to win awards, but uh, what are your thoughts on being back this year, this spring with uh, Lady Viking track? Um, I'm excited. I'm really excited. It's my senior friends last year, which will be the 4x4 team, and I'm really sad to see them go, but I feel like we will make it back to states again and win for the third time in a row. Kiana, thanks so much for the time. Best of luck the rest of the way. We look forward to seeing what you guys are able to accomplish in basketball. And then, again, out on the track and, and track and field. Thank you for the time. Thanks for having me. The Viking wrestling team just returned from a big tournament in Ohio. Now hear from Viking head coach Matt Smith. Coach, you just came back from another uh, challenging tournament in the state of Ohio. How did things go up at Top Gun? Uh, Top Gun's a very tough tournament. Um, a lot of really good teams there. Um, a lot of good competition. Um, we had um, we had some uh, matches we should have uh, maybe won that we didn't. Um, just didn't wrestle that well in some cases, but we wrestled um, pretty well in others. And uh, had Brett Haskins ended up placing um, seventh in a tournament. And uh, Austin Bogus was a couple matches away from placing, so um, those two guys wrestled pretty well. And um, Jarrett Paul actually wrestled pretty well. He was, um, I think, he was two and two um, there, and dislocated his finger in his first match, and ended up um, taping it up and finishing that match out. Winning a couple more matches after that, and um, losing his last one, but um, thought he wrestled um, very tough in, in spite of that. Okay, let's talk about uh, at this point in the in the season. Uh, you you put together a, a as always a challenging schedule for these guys, but you have several guys that are at 500 or better um, at this point in the season. Uh, let's talk about those guys. Yeah, going through our lineup um, at 113, we've got Nate Cox. He's uh, 18 and six right now. Um, he's started off the year um, a little bit uh, shaky as far as um, um, at the very at the very very beginning, um, but has really improved at each and every match. And um, I really think he's. Um, He's in the mix to place very, very high at the state tournament. He's a really tough kid, and um, we'll see where he ends up at the end of the year. Um, at 120, we've got Brett Haskins. Um, Brett's probably been um, the most consistent guy we've had from the beginning of the year on. Um, had some bad matches here and there, um, but at the same time, um, in terms of um, placing at uh, North Canton, placing at Top Gun, um, and beating some, some really good guys in state, um, He's probably, like I said, been the most consistent and the most um, um, accomplished um, guy we have so far. Um, at 126, um, we got Luke Miller. Uh, Luke's 18 and 9 right now. Um, he's in a pretty tough weight class. He had a tough weight class at, at um, Top Gun. Um, but I think he's one of those that just a few um, fixes and tweaks here and there, and I think he'll be right in the mix. Um, a place in extremely high at the state tournament. He's been close the last two years. Um, he's been one match away um, his freshman year and his sophomore year. Um, so looking forward to seeing if he can make those changes that need to be made and um, make some progress here in the next uh, few weeks leading to regionals. Um, at 132, we've got um, Alex um, uh, Mobley. He's a freshman for us. He's uh, currently 5-4. and four. Um, Alex has been um, a, a little bit spotty in our lineup in term, in, and things like that. Um, but when he has wrestled, he's competed pretty hard, and he's gotten after it. And especially being a freshman, it's hard to come in and, and do that, and I think he's done a pretty good job for us, um, especially being new to, to Ripley itself. Is, 
um, a big change for him, but being really new to our program. Um, but glad to have him. Um, at 145, Hunter Burdett is currently 13 and 12. Um, again, another freshman. He's, um, he's came a long way. He started out the year um, pretty shaky, um, but as it's gone, he's really improved how he transitions from one thing to another to another, and um, really think that's benefited him in the last um, um, as the season wore on. And I think he'll be another one that's just keeps getting better and better as we go, and um, look forward to see how he finishes out his season. Uh, at 170, we've got Jarrett Paul. Um, Jarrett's currently 14 and 12. Um, he's a, like I said already, but with Top Gun, he um, hurt his finger in the first match. Um, wound up taking a couple injury timeouts. We ended up just taping it up and going. Um, and he had to go get it x-rayed and everything just to make sure it wasn't broken. Um, but I thought he wrestled extremely tough, and it really shows um, kind of where he's at at this point in the season. I think he's came um, a really long way since he started wrestling and, and up till this point. And um, especially him being a senior, I think it's um, – um, a good year for him. I think he'll be um, right in the mix as well to see, you know, placing placing pretty high, um, going to the state tournament and then and then placing there. Um, at 195, we've got another senior, uh, Austin Bogus is 25 and five. Um, so he's got the least losses on the team as far as that goes. He hasn't lost to anybody in state yet. Um, just a pretty tough individual. Um, makes some real technical. Um, I don't want to say mistakes, but some technical things need to tweak in. And I think. Um, at Top Gun, he started really kind of focusing on that and, and fixing some things that he needed to, um, which helped him out um, in those matches. Um, unfortunately, couldn't um, sneak in there and place this weekend, but um, wrestled pretty um, pretty well otherwise. And I'm looking forward to seeing him wrestle against some of the better guys in the state this coming weekend. Um, and then we have, uh, you know, another group, group of guys that are um, pretty close to being 500 that are right in the mix and some of them started off the year even you know really rocky compared to compared to that um and have over the last month or so really um made some strides and gains and um their record's actually better um better than that if you just look at that last half so we're we're improving overall as a team which is always a good thing and kind of hitting our stride here at the end matt you talked about this weekend i believe it's the wsaz invitational down in huntington yes it is it's uh, the same place they hold the state tournament um so it'd be nice to go in that building um, get them experience there. Um, some of them wrestled there um, in middle school, but at the same time, um, to kind of put themselves more in that spot whenever they're going to be um, wrestling there, um, you know, roughly a month later, um, is definitely a good experience for them just from that perspective. Um, and then we get to see a lot of good um, in-state teams that we haven't seen yet, some good individuals we haven't seen yet, and um, looking forward to, you know, seeing where the guys can, you know, get to there and, um kind of seeing exactly where we're at leading into um, our last couple home matches and then regionals. All right, Matt. Thanks for bringing us up to date on the mats with uh, Ripley High Wrestling Coach Matt Smith. Thanks, Rube. He's the new head coach of the Viking football program. Here's a chat with Steve Sayer. Hey, welcome back inside Viking 360. We're joined now by Viking graduate, and now uh, the Viking head coach, Steve Sayer, just named uh, the new head coach of the Ripley Vikings. Coach, congratulations and thanks for being with us. Oh, thank you, Brian. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's something I'm really looking forward to. Coach, I know that uh, you grew up as part of the Viking uh, football program, and but you, uh, you made the circuit uh, after Marshall to uh, a few Ohio schools, and now uh, you've made the 360, pardon the pun, <laughs> 
back to Ripley, but why did you want to take on the job at your alma mater? Well, you know, uh, I wasn't expecting it to come open, but uh, when Eddie resigned, you know, we've been coaching with him for the last five years, and I just really thought we wanted to continue doing what we've uh, been working really hard to do and get the Viking program back in the playoffs every year and be competitive every year. And I've got a grandson that's a junior, and I certainly wanted to see him finish out. So what better way to do it than be the head coach? So I, I guess that's the main reason I wanted to step in. Give it a shot. Steve, uh, we talked about uh, your football career, and, uh, of course, a lot of people here in the county are familiar with your, your stay at Ripley High and, and the fact that you've been on the Viking coaching staff the past few years, but they may not be familiar with your with your coaching career in the state of Ohio. Can you tell us uh, briefly uh, about the uh, the different schools you, you coached in Ohio? Uh, well, straight out of Marshall, I uh, went to Fairland High School in Proctorville, Ohio, and I was the head wrestling coach there. And uh, I coached uh, middle school football, and we enjoyed real good success there. We were Ohio Valley Conference champions my last year there. And I coached track there. And then I moved to Washington Courthouse, Ohio, and I got involved in a really great program there. Paul Andres had a fantastic program. Got to coach with some really good people and work with some really great athletes. And uh, we went to the Ohio State playoffs two times, uh, had some outstanding seasons, and I uh, was lucky enough and blessed enough to get to go to the state championship game and play against Akron, St. Vincent, St. Mary, and uh, see some really talented teams. And then I moved to uh, Marietta High School, and I, I coached at Marietta High School. I was the head coach there six years, and uh, we were able to get the program turned around and uh, won two Southeastern Ohio Athletic League championships, and uh, I was chosen coach of the year there one year. And uh, then I moved back home in the early 90s, had some personal issues, and uh, moved back home in the 90s and coached middle school football with Dan Barnett and coached freshman football with Frank Hughes in the 1990s and loved doing that. And uh, <clears throat> Then my son graduated from high school. He was a member of the 2002 football team that went uh, 10-2 and two and had a great season and uh, decided I was just going to hang football and wrestling up for a while. So I farmed for a few years, and then <laughs> I was lucky enough to uh, come back and start coaching with Jimmy Frazier and uh, we were lucky enough to go to the state playoffs that year in 2009. Had a great team. Really enjoyed coaching with uh, Jimmy. And then a couple, took a couple more years off, got my knees replaced, and came back in the last five years I've been coaching with Eddie. And, of course, you know, we uh, went to the playoffs in, uh, last year in 2018, and we were so close this past year. And, and I just thought, you know, I've got the bug again, so I thought I might as well give it a shot. Uh, maybe this opportunity is never going to come around again and want to do something. And, uh, uh, you know, this is not a stepping stone job for me. I'm not a young coach anymore. Uh, this is the kind of legacy job. I want to see what I can uh, help Ripley develop for the future and leave something better than I found it. Coach, let's talk about uh, your coaching staff. I think it's going to involve, you were telling me, many of the same people who were involved in the Coach Smolder's program, but can you tell us uh, what your staff will consist of and, uh, and about their responsibilities? Well, we haven't finalized all of our responsibilities yet, but uh, <clears throat> the, the, the coaching staff is going to consist of basically everyone except 
Coach Eddie Smoldern, and he's going to be a huge loss. We, you know, I, I would have been perfectly satisfied to have coached with him till the day I retired. I love coaching with him, but uh, right now, uh, Brian Anderson, Mike Cummings, uh, Ryan Simon, Ronnie Mullins, Shane Casto, and Ed Smolder are all coming back to coach with us, and I hope nothing changes on that. They're all helping us work out right now, and uh, you know we're going to uh, focus on what I think are their strengths. Uh, the person that I've been talking to uh, on the headset for the past four or five years has been Shane and uh, Ronnie, and they're going to work with the defense. And Ryan and I are going to focus with the offense. Uh, <clears throat> Mike's going to focus with the receivers and DBs. And Ed and Brian will focus with the offensive and defensive line. So I think we've got a good staff there. And I know that we all work together well because we've worked together in the past. And I know how they handle pressure situations. So, And I know that they treat the young men at Ripley High School the way they deserve to be treated. And it's a good situation. This is one of those situations where if a young person at Ripley High School wants to come out, this is a chance for them to come out and get a fresh start and uh, see if they can play football. And I'd love to see every young man in Ripley High School give it a try. Coach, uh, you played here. You've coached here. Uh, you're now the head coach here. It's something special about Death Valley Memorial Stadium on a Friday night uh, during football season. And uh, there's just a buzz around town. You hear our buddy Mike Rubin say it's football time in Death Valley. The, the hair stands up on the back of your neck. Have you had a moment to think about uh, what it's going to feel like for you emotionally as the head coach when those doors open and, and the tunnel's there and you see uh, the wall of blue lined up on the other side of the field? No, I really haven't. It's been a whirlwind so far trying to get things ready because uh, as an assistant coach, you don't see really all the all the uh, time-consuming paperwork and things that the head coach does. And one thing I've really been blessed with is that Steve Lowe, our athletic director, is really just a super athletic director and, and is doing so much to help in that situation and help uh, show me what I need to do. And Coach Eddie Smolder is helping me with everything that I need and telling me things that I may not have seen from his standpoint. But uh, <clears throat> coming out of the tunnel and uh, hearing anchors and hearing Rube say it's football time in Death Valley, that's special each and every week. I'm, uh, I'm like the old racehorse. When they heard the bell, they're ready to run. And when I hear anchors, I'm ready to go. Uh, you know, you, you hear the alma mater and the national anthem and the band lines up and I think it's a special thing and if you've never ran through that tunnel uh wow it's it's something else and uh you know we we talk a little bit about uh uh the legacy coach and and you've been doing this uh for a couple of years I'm not going to say when you graduated as we talked about but we've been doing this for a while you've coached under a lot of coaches you've coached with a lot of coaches and you think back of all those guys including Eddie and and some of the guys previously how do you mold all of what you've learned and what you've done uh, throughout your career into to this moment, to, to being the head coach of the Ripley Vikings? I know you have to pull things from a lot of guys uh, that you've been uh, that you've worked with. Well, I think you know the uh, that's one thing that football coaches do tremendously well. They see something they like and they take it and use it. And uh, if it works for them, we keep it. And I've been uh, stealing things from coaches for a long time now. 
and I've got an idea of what's going to work for us and ideas of what doesn't work. But, you know, that's that's just – I'm ready to go that way. I think I've got a philosophy and a plan and that, uh, you know, we're going to try to be physical and be in shape and be tough. And uh, some of the people remember when I coached wrestling at Ripley, I always wanted to have my young men in the best shape possible and be as physical and as tough as they possibly could and, and to win if the if the match went to overtime, to win in overtime. And I want our team in football to be the exact same way because we're going to have to have a lot of guys that uh, play a lot of minutes, so they're going to have to be ready to go. Coach uh, from Ruben, I, congratulations. And uh, is it August, uh, the final Friday in August yet? Because I'm ready for some Viking football, and I know you are too. Best of luck, uh, congratulations, and we look forward to a big season next year. Thank you. Go Vikes. That'll do it for episode 48 of Viking 360. As always, thanks for listening. Until next time, we'll see you around. Remember, for all the news on the blue, go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, hit the subscribe button, and turn on your notifications.